Why, hello everybody. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. And folks, right out the gate, we do have some breaking news. It is some important breaking news. Netflix has announced the end of an era. Back before it became the biggest name in streaming services, Netflix was known for a unique take on the DVD rental service. And now that those red envelopes, that DVD rental service, it is being shuttered. So uh, I have more of that uh, at kpel965.com. Just put that story out. But yes, 25 years. For 25 years, Netflix has been renting DVDs to the masses through its website, DVD.com. That's how Netflix got started. Uh, it saw that there was a gap in the market. You know, I I will tell you, I was a Blockbuster kid. Loved block, bu- Blockbuster. I would go. It'd be like the stereotypical Friday night in the 90s. You would go to Blockbuster Rent some movies, get some popcorn and candy. It'd be like going to the movies at your house. You were just that set up with everything Blockbuster had. Brilliant service for that DVD rental. They made everything so easy, that chain. Well, Blockbuster came and went. They unfortunately did not innovate near fast enough to keep up with the market. Netflix saw what the internet could provide, gave its DVD rental service. Of course, you could rent three movies uh, you get a mail to you, you'd watch them, you'd send them back, you could get three more. And that's how you would watch whatever it was you wanted to watch. And then internet slowly became faster. Blockbuster tried the mail-in service game too, but they just couldn't keep up because by the time Blockbuster got into that, Netflix was saying, you know what, I bet that we could just, instead of sending out DVDs, why don't we just put the movies on the internet and let people stream it? And streaming services were born. And my God, did that change things. Now, I will tell you, I miss, I do miss the ritual of going to Blockbuster, getting the candy, getting the popcorn, picking out the movies. They also did video game rental, which I love. So if I couldn't go and buy the game I wanted, I could go and rent it on the Nintendo, uh, the Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, PlayStation, whatever, could rent whatever. It was a magical time, a magical era. Um, the best I enjoy. So this is how much of a nerd I was. I would rent the wrestling pay-per-views that I would miss because we didn't buy the pay-per-views, but you could go and rent those pay-per-views when they came out a few months later, much cheaper than buying the pay-per-view the night of. And I really didn't care about the whole live thing. I just wanted to see the matches. So at times I would go and we would rent the WCW or or, or WWF or now WWE uh, pay-per-views and I would watch those. Be just like watching a movie, except that these were much longer. I mean, these pay-per-views two, three hours long, whereas the movie sometimes hour and a half to two hours. You got a little bit more entertainment out of it. Plus it was wrestling. It was cool. But now Blockbuster has come and gone. There is one Blockbuster left in the nation on occasion you can even rent, uh, you can even stay there overnight. On occasion, it actually gets listed on Airbnb, and you can go and stay the night and have like a 90s movie night at the last Blockbuster in the nation. The last Blockbuster in the nation has a Twitter account, 
which is hilarious. But uh, and they and they are it's very meta. They are aware of the joke, but but it is pretty fun to go and look at. But just this this era of renting DVDs seems all it's it's now officially over. Basically, twenty five years of the DVD by mail service now done with. Netflix is announcing that they are done. They are out of the DVD rental game. Man. So uh, March 1998 is when that started. March 1998, 25 years, you've been able to rent DVDs by mail from Netflix, which got its massive empire started. Now it's the biggest name in the online streaming game. Man. What a trend. It it seems like all these innovations are just coming quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. But here we are. We're now, we, hey, cut the cord. We're not getting all the services we want. We're paying too much money. So let's cut the cord and get a bunch more services individually priced for way more money, but we get to watch what we want. Yes, I am a cord cutter, but yes, I also understand the irony of having 16 different subscriptions as opposed to just one. Anyway, That is the breaking news of the moment. There's also some news in sports. Uh, Some news in sports. We've got the top prospect in women's college basketball is visiting LSU's campus today. Got spotted on campus. Haley Van Lith, who is a thousand point player at Louisville, uh, announced earlier this year entering the transfer portal uh, the fifth player from Louisville to announce that she was entering the transfer portal, visiting LSU today. ESPN ranked her the number one women's player in the transfer portal. If LSU, if Kim Mulkey can land that one, that is a big, big get for LSU and keeps them a dominant player in women's basketball for a while. Van Lith has one year of eligibility left as a graduate student. So it's it, you would get Van Lith... For that one year, but it's a good transition year as uh, LSU's uh, reputation starts to really build up and more of those top recruits from high school start looking at LSU as well. So that's big news in sports for LSU. Now, something that is just happening, and I will try to get this posted to KPEL here shortly. Uh, the AP is reporting that the judge overseeing the Dominion voting system defamation lawsuit against Fox announced on Tuesday that parties have resolved their case. So yesterday, uh, there was a delay in the case as talks between Dominion Voting Systems and Fox News were underway for a potential settlement. It appeared nothing was happening then. The case went to opening arguments today. The judge has, has been, I think, very smart about this. A lot of the media really wanted to be camped out there and really make a spectacle of it. The media, of course, largely hates Fox News would love to see Fox News damaged beyond all control. And the judge, knowing that it would become a circus, did everything he could to try to prevent it. So one of the things he did was there was a staging area, or there was an area behind the courthouse. It was a covered area, and Tucker Carlson, Rupert Murdoch, all these folks would be able to drive up under this cover, under this tent, and be able to walk in and out of the courthouse to their rides, to and from their rides, without being harassed by the press. Well, now it looks like that won't be happening at all. Uh, The AP is, again, saying the judge saying that uh, the two sides have resolved their case and dismissed the jury just as the trial was about to begin. We don't have the terms of that settlement yet, 
But this is a $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox News. Whatever the settlement is, it will actually probably have a negative impact on these other anti-Fox News mainstream media outlets. If, if Dominion is rewarded for filing a lawsuit, I mean, I'm not saying that Fox doesn't, I'm, I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm not saying that Fox did good or bad in this and that they're being you know, punished unfairly or anything like that, not taking a side in the case. But Fox News being sued for defamation by Dominion, the circumstances of the case really opens up other networks for defamation lawsuits, which I don't think the media is actually prepared to face. They are just kind of going with it because, hey, Fox News is getting a spanking. That's something they all want to see. But there are ripple effects from this case that I don't think they've considered. I mean, we've had major lawsuits against these companies for defamation before all of you know these settlements, but this is a massive, massive case. And this is going beyond the scope of reporting. This is what opinion hosts' guests said on the air. The network is now being held uh, liable for what guests say. And that is a major concern for the First Amendment. And I don't think, again, the media outlets that are really trolling and really trashing Fox News, I don't think they have considered what this would actually do. Now, they say that they're above it. They would never get caught up in something like this. But at the same time, CNN, The Washington Post... They had to pay out money to a kid that they had accused of uh, of of uh, confronting a Native American activist, but based on one uh, video clip that was taken out of context. Now imagine CNN and all of their anchors who covered that story, who trashed the kid, who allowed this narrative to pick up. Now imagine CNN gets sued for all that. That settlement becomes a much bigger thing. Funny, the media doesn't talk about that. But we'll see. 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's your breaking news of the day. Let's uh, take this break a little bit earlier than normal, but reset, go into some of the major topics of the day. Got lots to talk about. Of course, your calls, 232-1542, and your messages on the KPL app chat. Hit that little text button, hit general message, send me a message through the app chat. Love to talk to you all there. Back in just a moment here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation. So looking at the settlement between Fox News and Dominion, it's looking like Dominion's going to get about half of what they were looking for. They wanted $1.6 billion, which is way more than what the company's actually valued at. Looks like they're going to get about $800 million from Fox News. They're also getting an admission from Fox that Fox uh, admits to telling lies about Dominion, our employees, and our customers. Normally, that kind of stuff, as one person pointed out, um, normally that is uh, non-disclosure agreement territory, but I'm assuming that a public admission 
was part of the settlement terms. Like in order to, and, and I, I don't know the full details, and we don't know everything here. The settlement has to be accepted by the judge. And if that's the case, then uh, case closed, the trial's over, and we move on. And so we'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, we'll try to have a story on that up at kpel965.com a little bit later when the when that uh, information is finalized. But again, Fox News and Dominion Voting Systems uh, appear to be settling the case, the defamation case that, de- that uh, Dominion brought against Fox News. That will, uh, going forward, that, I again, I think that's going to have bigger implications on the First Amendment than anybody is really prepared for. All right, moving on. I only have a few minutes left, but I want to get into the topics of the day that I think are pretty important. There's a new poll from CBS News out this morning. I wrote about it at redstate.com. Uh, you can also find it on Substack, joecunninghamshow.substack.com is where you can see it. And I think you should be paying attention to this one. Some of you may not like the information, but you've got to you've got to trust me on it. Trust me that I'm not I'm not being anti-Trump when I say that this is actually a better poll for Republicans than you might think. On the face of it, it doesn't sound great. But trust me on this. Let me let me explain. You remember, those of you who have been listening to me since I started, you remember that one of the things I pointed out about 2021 was Virginia. Behind the scenes in Virginia, Republicans and Democrats have the same bit of polling data. That polling data said that voters left and right wanted Congress to get to the bottom of the January 6th stuff. Voters wanted Congress to finish up its investigation. Both parties interpreted that information differently. The Republicans interpreted that to mean that the voters were tired of it and the voters wanted to move on. And so in Virginia, Glenn Youngkin did not touch January 6th, did not touch Donald Trump and his rhetoric. He focused solely on the education issues in Virginia. The Democrats interpreted that data to mean everybody cares a whole lot about Donald Trump. Everybody cares about January 6th. Let's tie Glenn Youngkin to this so we can win the governor's race in Virginia. And you see what happened. Republicans not only won the governor's race, they swept statewide races that year in Virginia and almost, almost came up with a majority in the state legislature, which is rare. But it happened. Now, there's a poll from CBS News today. While the partisan splits on these issues are predictable, Democrats and liberals much more inclined to seek charges, not all Republicans are minimizing the allegations against former President Donald Trump. In fact, about half of Republicans say at least one of the four tested is serious enough to bring charges with sufficient evidence. The country is more divided over what New York over what the New York indictment earlier this month means to them. A slim majority says it that no one is above the law, not even a former president, but nearly as many say it means the legal system has become too political instead. Independents split evenly on the question of whether or not congressmen should try to stop law enforcement from investigating Donald Trump. Overall, though, looking at the votes, 
67% say Congress should not be interfering in the investigations of Donald Trump. 37%, I mean, 33% say Congress should. So one-third of American voters, according to this poll, believes that Congress should step up, should interfere, should uh, investigate these investigations into Trump. Now, you might be on the side of that one-third, but I'm going to tell you that 67% does not mean what the Democrats think it means. Because I am pretty certain that the American voter is tired of Donald Trump and these investigations, and they just want it all to go away. And that the Republicans getting involved in it will only make it last longer. And that's what voters don't want. They want a solution. They want a conclusion to all the drama so that we as a country can move on. More on that and other topics of the day here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Let's take this break, catch our bottom of the hour news and your commodities report. I'll be back in just a moment. Well, hi there. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation. So CBS News has this poll out that shows two thirds of Americans want Congress to not get involved with the multiple investigations into Donald Trump. And I have a theory on this and it relates to the Virginia state elections in 2021. Just because voters are saying, please, for the love of God, don't interfere, let these investigations run their course. Just because voters are saying that does not mean the voters are saying Trump is guilty. Other data shows that people are really worried about the politicization of the legal system, the weaponization of the legal system against political opponents. So the poll from CBS News this morning could very likely mean the same thing as the polling data in 2021 in Virginia. When voters said, please just let Congress finish up its investigation into January 6th, it wasn't that the voters were saying, please, for the love of God, find something and and punish the man. They were tired of the drama, and I think that is actually a large part of where the American voter is right now. The American voter is tired of drama. We've had nonstop drama since Trump took office. It has continued since he left office. We now have drama from the current White House, Joe Biden. We have too much drama there. Will he announce? Will he not announce? Who would announce if he doesn't? What's the economy going to do? We have nonstop drama there. We have drama with, is Trump going to uh, be found guilty of a felony? Is he not? Is he going to jail? We don't know. What is the Department of Justice going to do? What is Alvin Bragg going to do? We, as voters, largely are tired of the drama. And I think that's why American voters are saying, stop interfering with the investigation. Stop trying to investigate the investigations. What voters are saying is, We want it to be done and over with. We want to move past the drama. And the Republican Party can absolutely defend Donald Trump without getting involved. They could do that, but it will be seen as a lack of loyalty, which is important to the Republicans because that same poll from CBS News showed that in January, 35 percent of Republican voters said loyalty to Trump is important. 
30% said it was somewhat important, and 35 said it was not too important. But now, 46% say it's very important, 30% say it's somewhat important, and only 24% say it's not very important. So loyalty to Trump is becoming a bigger thing among Republican voters, and not just MAGA voters, but all Republican voters. And again, it goes into that feeling that the weaponization of the justice system is something that has Republican voters in the middle and to the far right really, really worried. So I don't think saying, please, for the love of God, just let the investigations run their course is an anti-Trump position. The American voters aren't treating it as an anti-Trump position. They are treating it as, can we please, for the love of God, move on? which is the evidence that we've seen that the, that the American voter wants for years now. They were tired of the Donald Trump drama. They were tired of everything that Donald Trump was involved in or accused of being involved in, which is part of the reason that Joe Biden won in 2020. Then in 2022, when they were when the Republicans were supposed to see a red wave and all of the polling indicated, including the polling trends, which were not as susceptible as the bad polls were to believing it. In 2022, that red wave dissipated, not because the Republican Party is just not well loved. It's because they were tired of the drama. There was drama involved with a lot of those candidates that were backed by Trump in those swing states. There was drama involved in the race in Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz was a distraction. The attacks on John Fetterman were a distraction. In Arizona, drama still going on as Kari Lake still tries to fight and say that she won and that the election was stolen from her. Blake Masters, same way in Arizona. His ties to Trump and all of that drama wore voters out. And the Democrats, by tying the voters, by tying those candidates to Trump, did a better job in 2022 than they did to Glenn Youngkin in 2021. American voters really are just tired of the drama and they want something that seems normal or they want to get as close to normal as possible, which actually does not bode that well for the Democrats. What is normal about a low approval rating for a president who constantly seems confused, who constantly seems to not know where he is, who constantly has these gaffes and makes these speaking mistakes? What's normal about that? What's normal about an economic crisis that has been looming now for months and seems to keep getting worse after it gets better for a little bit and then gets worse again? Nothing about that is normal either. And the Republicans are starting to look a a little bit better to those voters. And now we have this debt ceiling fight. And the Republicans in the House are prepared to go down swinging on this. They are prepared to say we are standing up We don't want a clean debt ceiling hike. We want budget cuts. And there is polling data out now from the American Action Network that says, actually, it looks like a majority of Americans agree with that position. They think that Kevin McCarthy is coming to Joe Biden from a position of of earnesty, from wanting to actually get something done. And Joe Biden rejecting him is actually the extreme partisan reaction. And voters want there to be a deal. Voters Voters seem to think that just raising the debt limit with no cuts is not necessarily a great thing. Well, the House has nothing to lose on this. House Republicans have nothing to lose because what happens? They get blamed for a crisis? They were going to get blamed anyway. If they cave, if they go with the debt ceiling hike with with, uh, 
the Biden White House. It's just a matter of what do the Republicans get out of it? If they get nothing out of it, they'll lose the base. They will be mocked by the Democrats. If they get something out of it, at least their base voters say, well, they're fighting for us. And so the Republicans can keep the base voters that way. They're going to be blamed if the Democrats don't get everything they want anyway. So why bother? My fear is that Kevin McCarthy will end up caving, and there's reason to believe that he's going to cave. But he is talking a good game right now, and he is, uh, I mean, he spoke to the New York Stock Exchange yesterday and made sure that the biggest soundbite that came out of that was, I haven't heard from the White House in two months. Kevin McCarthy told all of Wall Street, the Biden administration isn't talking to him, that the ball is in the Biden administration's court. Now, the Biden White House is saying, no, our position is clean debt ceiling hike. And Kevin McCarthy is not coming to the table to negotiate on that. Kevin McCarthy is coming to the table saying, I want this. I want these cuts. And the White House is saying, no, both sides are saying that the other side is the one not coming to the table. But Kevin McCarthy has kind of the rough outline of a plan here. Tying all of this together, the American public is tired of the drama. They want something. They want something to get done. They want both sides to, sh- to, to, to sit down and shut up. And I can't believe I almost said a bad word there, but they want both sides to sit down and shut up and get something done. If this is really a major problem, if we are really about to have this major financial crisis because we're going to hit the debt ceiling and default on our loans, sit down and do something. Now, here's the thing. If we hit the debt ceiling and we default on our loans, you know what happens? Not really much. We don't enter some major fiscal crisis. We don't enter some major financial crisis just because we default on a loan. Because even if we do hit that ceiling, you know what happens? Then the Republicans come to the table and the Biden administration comes hat in hand and say, okay, we did it. Now we got to get somewhere. And then the Democrats get something. I mean, then, then the Republicans get out of it, get something out of it. The Republicans in the House have nothing to lose. Biden has a lot to lose. And if the American people really are very against all of the drama in Washington, D.C. right now, it's up to the Biden administration to step forward and try to avoid the drama. That's where we're at. And I really do think that the Biden administration knows this, but they have gone so extreme on the anti-Republican everything, they can't bring themselves to see it right now. They can't bring themselves to do it. It's like the recognizing China is a problem thing. I mentioned that yesterday. The Biden administration recognizes that, that China is a problem, but you know what else? They can't bring themselves to admit that Donald Trump was right on that. And so they can't bring themselves to really admit that, they, that there are things that Donald Trump was doing or talking about doing that was actually right. And as a result, the Biden administration is now way behind the ball on that. The Biden administration is way behind the ball on a debt ceiling deal. The Republican Party has nothing to lose here. And they know it. And the Democrats know it. But the Democrats still seem to think that by exerting pressure through the media and exerting pressure through Wall Street, the Democrats think they will be able to get the Republicans to cave. But at this point, 
a lot of the Republicans in the House are saying, basically, screw it. We've got nothing to lose. And that's dangerous more for the Democrats than it is the Republicans. 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation, let's go ahead and take this final break of the day. When we come back, more of the news of the day, your calls, your thoughts on Messenger, all that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation in fact, let's jump to the phone lines now. We've got Chris. Chris, how are you today? Doing fine, Joe. Doing fine. What you got for me? A uh, couple comments. First of all, uh, I get that Biden's stumbling here and there, and he ought to be really forced to do a cognizance test. And why that's not being pushed, I have no idea, other than no alternative, if they say he's not. Mm-hmm. And the next thing as far as controversy going on in Washington, you know, prior to the last election, I mean, the controversy has been going on and been going on. I don't think the general public is concerned about that. I think they put the Republicans in the House to do the right thing. You know, there's no Democrats that are Republicans. Mm -hmm. They lock arms. They don't budge. Yeah. But there's plenty of Republicans that roll over and say, oh, we got to be the good guys. We need to meet them halfway across the aisle. It doesn't work that way with the Democrats. It's their way or the highway. Yeah. So I think McCarthy needs to just say, nope, this is what it is. Let the debt ceiling go where it is. I mean, they're overgrown now. Mm-hmm. You and I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, our interest rates are up to, what, 8.5% mm-hmm. if you're a good customer? Yeah. So... I mean, it's killing America because of what the government is doing, not because of spending by the citizens in America. It's a government spending. So I think we need to finally, the Republicans need to lock arms and look out for America. And the Republicans that don't do that, kick them out of the party. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, uh, what's that, Romney? Romney's not a Republican. He's a joke. So I think that he ought to be forced out and go where he actually, where his allegiance is at. Not with the American people, but with the Democrats. Yeah. That's really all I have, Joe. Well, Chris, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. I the call. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. You have a good one in 232-1542 if anybody else wants to join in. Uh, before we get out of here for today, there's one more story I want to highlight. This comes from uh, Jason Rantz who uh, is on KTTH in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Solid conservative guy. I've been on his show before. He's had me on before. Uh, Follow each other on Twitter. He's got a piece out that you need to be aware of. Here's what he writes. Democrats have effectively legalized state-sanctioned kidnapping while pretending to save children from abusive families. With one single trans youth law, Democrats usurped parental rights and they intend to break up families that don't parent the way they would. This is the most dangerous and extremist bill that Democrats have ever passed. Senate Bill 5599, sponsored by far-left state Senator Marco Elias of Everett, Washington, permits shelters and host homes to provide housing for runaway minors. Though the current law requires parental notification of whereabouts of runaway children, This would consider merely seeking so-called gender-affirming care 
a compelling reason to not notify parents of the child's whereabouts. Under the state's care, the child can undergo surgical interventions like mastectomy and facial feminization without parental consent. That bill just passed the House in a party-line vote and will now head back to the Senate where it is expected to pass. Democrats are wanting people to think that they are saving trans kids from abusive parents, but what they're really doing, again, as Rance notes, is effectively legalizing state-sanctioned kidnapping. So here is what's happening. A child runs away from home. Under normal rules, if the child is picked up by the state and sent to housing for runaway minors, shelters, places like that, they are required to inform the parents of that runaway youth where the child is. But if the child is seeking gender-affirming care and the parent is not a fan of that, then they can not give the parents the whereabouts of the child who wants that sir who who wants to get that transition you don't the state can hide the child the runaway teen from those parents that is crazy to me and that should be crazy to you that is extreme all right real quick we've got one more call scott we've got about 30 seconds left what you got um you know it's illegal for a minor to drink right and it's illegal for a minor to do, uh, let's say, to join the military or write a, or or do a contract because those things can be harmful, mm-hmm. right? And so why don't we just, you know, start passing some bills to let minors drink now? I mean, I know a lot of thirteen-year-olds that, uh, you know, when I was a kid, it would have drank. Yeah, it, it's just, it's just, this is absolutely ridiculous, you know. And they're going to ruin people's lives, and the state is setting himself up for um, some lawsuits. Some real big lawsuits. I think so, too, Scott. I think you're absolutely yeah, right on give, that. Give it, give it 15 years, and this is going to come back and bite them real hard. I don't even think it's going to be that long. Scott, thank you very much for the call. Unfortunately, I am out of time. Thank you guys very much for calling in, tuning in, sending messages to the KPL app chat. Love hearing from y'all. I'm going to take a 23-hour break. I will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, reach out at Twitter, Joe P. Uh, Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email joe at redstate.com and, of course, catch the podcast version of today's show as well as all of my writings at joecunninghamshow.substack.com. I'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, it looks like Old School Nerd is in, and he's in with Shannon on Shannon is Offsides. That'll be coming up next here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.